Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So absolutely nothing has happened since we last recorded in the world of hockey. So I posed the question as uh, teams were getting ready to head off to the bubble. What would hockey fans in Seattle do to send off their future NHL team? And I left this one up to you guys since, you know, I've never even been to the state of Washington. I haven't lived in the state of Washington since I was there briefly for six months in 2008. No. Five years after that. So <laughs> So would you say you're throwing away your memory of being in the state towards the team? Yeah. So what I'm saying is that is that when I the last time I lived in Washington State, and I grew up there, obviously, none of the teams were good. So nobody actually like attempted to send anyone off to do anything because nobody went to do anything. And so I don't really have an answer to this question. God, Cassie, that's a wide swath you just cut there. <laughs> and you know what? Teams, none of the teams being any good. You could be talking about any pretty much any time in a 50-year period here. <laughs> Except for your current locale, you know, where well, I mean, all they know, seem to do is cheat and win in that area. The, the, the Seahawks didn't become good until after I left. You're welcome. And <laughs> the Huskies were good when I was a kid, but now they're kind of eh, middling. They were bad for a while. Um, uh, who cares about Washington State University? And I mean, the Mariners are the Mariners. And, and I guess the Storm had been really good, but they weren't really good until after I left too. So it just... I got nothing. I'm sorry. Um, to answer the question, absolutely nothing. There you go. <laughs> okay. Because they'd uh, likely take off from Boeing Field, and you really can't do anything anywhere near Boeing Field. You're not paying at this point now that it's open no. to the public. And no, they'd, they'd still take, because most of the charters still fly out. Oh, uh, Boeing. Yeah, okay. For those that don't know, Boeing Field's kind of a semi-private airport just south of it's like literally in between Seattle and SeaTac Airport and it is used largely for um, Boeing to deliver planes or take planes in or private charters to use like whenever a president or vice president comes to town they land at Boeing Field because it's it's got more security yeah it's high it's kind of a highly secure Type place because Boeing has used it for so long. So no, I mean they wouldn't do anything. I mean very Man, rarely we, teams take off from SeaTac. Yeah. yeah, almost we, never. Yeah. North Carolina could use one of those private airfields for dealing with the president and vice president, as we saw this week. Because um, all our private fields, uh, the runways are made of grass and they're next to barbecue joints. Yeah, yeah. So Painfield was a, sim a similar situation in Everett, um, where it was basically just Boeing owned it. So Boeing is a is a has a major manufacturing presence in the Seattle area, greater Seattle area, and so their headquarters actually used to be there before they moved to Chicago. 
And, and so they, they used Boeing field and pain field for like test flights and things like that. And so it wasn't until last year, I think, that Painfield in Everett opened up um, to the public, and now you can take public flights in and out. I think Delta and, and uh, was it Delta? Alaska. Alaska and, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know who all flies out of there, honestly. Yeah, it's so. quiet lately. They built a terminal up there, and, and so now there's two airports that the public can fly in and out of, but for the longest time, it was just SeaTac. So, um, the, the other fun thing is um, you know it's towards the end of the month because all you hear are um, fighter jets. Mm. They, they do touch-and-go practice and mm -hmm. qualifications at Payne Field. So you'll just be sitting here, and all of a sudden you'll hear an F-18. And you're like, um, are we okay? No, it's that time of the month again. It's the Navy. It's yeah. the Navy doing that because uh, my grandmother, totally random tangent for everybody. My grandmother lived on the flight path for um, Louis, or JBL, um, Lewis McCord. McCord. Yeah. Uh, when it was just McCord Air Force Base. And so they would line up on Union Avenue coming into Tacoma, and my grandmother lived just off of Union. And so they would do touchdowns there, too, but it was all just Air Force and, and Army. This week in Washington history, brought to you by <laughs> Dick's Drive-In. Uh, you just have military out. aerospace. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I was going to say is I'm giving all the players tinted visors as they go by on the bus. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. Because they all have concussions? Is that what you're saying? No, it's because players are, for whatever reason, being allowed to wear them right now. Mm -hmm. And I am here for it. Except for I don't see any yellow or, more importantly, I don't see any blue tinted visors. And I don't know if that's because of the backdrop of all the screens that are set far enough back from the uh, playing surface and as uh, games that will actually go down on the record book have started this past week or yesterday. I'm, I'm surprised they are. I'm surprised more wouldn't wear a little bit of yellow because it, it I mean, they're, the lighting in there and the ice and everything, everything's going to push blue. Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah, and all the electronics and stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, the LEDs and yeah. LCD screens and all that kind of stuff. You get ice strain. Yeah. So, <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Glasses Talk. <laughs> yeah, so nothing's happened. No. No, no one has opened up a forensic investigation. No one's, uh, you know, taken two penalty shots in a game. No one started a podcast. Wait, who started a podcast? Oh, wait, everyone. <laughs> PK Subban. Ah, the peak. Yes, he started yeah. up his, his podcast. I, I or, think I... Yeah, 
I think I sent the comment to you, Cassie, that you shared a teaser video with the group, and I said, so this pretty much guarantees he plays for non-contenders the rest of his time in the league, right? Just being P.K. Subban guarantees he's not going to play for contenders the rest of his career, because, you know, um, that's how the NHL rolls. Yeah. And maybe he spends a little too much time powerlifting instead of, you know, agility and flexibility. But that's a different story for a different podcast that you he mean, might host. You mean he, yeah, he would never host the, the negative side of training with The Rock, would he? Mm-mm. Oh, I mean, I'm sure the training he's doing is phenomenal for him physically, but does it help his legs and skating at all? Who's to say? I mean, does it matter? He's not going to be playing for another, what, I mean, if, if Major League Baseball is anything to go by, probably not for another year or so. <laughs> you can drop weight before that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I well, what the, I am curious to hear because there are, I've heard some rumblings that at least maybe prospects for the seven AHL players uh, for the seven non-participants may start be having some get-togethers, their own version of phase three in the coming weeks. Um, that might, might be a nice little uh, change of pace for them, but I doubt the big-time players will end up playing anywhere because last night on a uh, hockey night, Elliot Friedman, you know, called into question, will Joe Thornton go over to Switzerland for his typical early September training? It sounds uh, like Elliot it's Friedman already there. and his beard. They're two separate entities now. Elliot Friedman and his beard. Which I think at this point, the beard is the one that's sentient and controlling the <laughs> Elliot body. Yes. I think well, Joe's yeah. already over there, by the way. Probably, and hey, not this time of year is a lovely time to be over in Switzerland. Good for him for traveling out of the United States, or oh, before he couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> which means he used that Canadian passport for uh, flexed his flexed his power a little bit, or he just regrew the beard in a week and. Which well, he could have. If I, remember, if I remember correctly, his wife is Swiss. I believe that is correct. Yeah. So that means the the, the kids are probably carrying two passports too. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think so. Switzerland is like a very Switzerland's got some really strict passport citizenship laws. They do, but it is possible. I do have family that holds both Swiss and U.S. Um, passports mm. and nationality but wow this really took a weird turn early in the podcast <laughs> yep well you know it's 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 either that or to talk about like the nhl botching their whole uh, black lives matter like messaging oh it's funny that you should mention that uh mm. they haven't botched anything they've just been chicken shit about going forward with any of it as uh Oh, God, I'm going to butcher her name. I am so sorry. Um, 
see, let's see if I can pronounce this properly, but um, Hamal Yavari of the USA Today Network uh, put out a great piece that I will retweet from the from the three v three Twitter feed um, on why the NHL is so afraid to just utter the words "Black Lives Matter." Um, they they are well, for lack of a better term, they are trying to be Switzerland and piss off no one. And they're leaving it up to the players to do all the heavy lifting per usual. They're leaving it up to the black players and the players of color to do all the heavy lifting. Now that everyone has something to do again, yes. Which is also a problem. But Mm -hmm. anyway... I will not rant. I will not rant. I will not rant. But isn't that why we have the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I will just say this, that that, um, in, in the NHL's effort to try to not alienate some of their fan base as well as their sponsors, and lose money that um, they are perpetuating systemic racism by a lot, by giving space for the black players to say things because, you know, it's not their problem as white people to actually say things for them. All right. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> I'll, <really> say, <laughs> I'll say one other thing. Um, Stop asking Matt Dumba the questions. Stop asking all the Black Bay players during these Zoom calls about, you know, what they thought of Dumba's self-written and memorized speech. Which he did wonderfully, by the way. Yes, and you could tell it was choking him up. It wasn't him forgetting what he wanted to say. He he was getting choked up, and that moved me more than almost any of the specific words. Um, just how much he was kind of putting himself out there. Um, it was real powerful. But anyway, ask the white players. Ask the white players specifically, why didn't you kneel? Well, and I, don't I, ask Sidney Crosby because he's not going to no, tell no. you jack at all about anything. I'm okay. I'm just stop, Cassie. Stop. stop. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step it back even further. Why didn't a single one of them at least go over there and stand with Malcolm, Matt, and Darnell? I'm not asking for him to kneel. Yeah. Break the little honky circle you had facing those guys. I mean, Ethan Bear. I would have loved to have seen Ethan Bear go over there. You know what kind of explosion there would have been in the world if Connor McDavid skated over there just to show support for Darnell? Or even to, like, after the fact, go over and shake his hand. Uh, Just anything. Something, yeah. Anything. I'm not asking for kneeling. Yeah. You know, it's it's a magnificent gesture to do it in solidarity. But uh, anything, just for the love of God, anything. 
other than Look. just sort of standing around them, staring at them awkwardly. You know? I mean, they... Even if the NHL dictated that, you know, no one should break the circle, this is the way it's going to play out, whatever, someone still should have done it. Yeah, I, or... Never, yeah, okay, anyway... In what would be cut off by teams in the league in, you know, clips from these press conferences, you still ask the player, you still ask the player the question, why didn't anyone do it? Was this talked about? Was this what Matt wanted? You know, no one has even asked those questions, let alone why didn't you do it? Oh, well, let's let's talk. Let's talk. Kadri. And his own team editing out the pertinent bit of his press conference of how they really want the NHL to support them and listen to them and help them, players of color. Do more. Yeah. And it said do more. And they were just like, oh, that we felt for um, clarity. They said clarity. Yeah. Yeah. What he, what he said in just a few words at the end was pretty darn clear to me. And then and then they they had somebody had complained about it on Twitter and they gave that particular person the actual full context without sending it out of their entire Twitter platform. So it's not just the NHL, it's some teams too. I mean, there are some like teams that are are setting the bar a little bit higher like like seattle who um had tweeted out like black lives matter and then somebody had retweeted to them or had tweeted back at them that you know oh now you're going to make this political and seattle tweeted back at them and said human rights isn't political which i kind of wish they had like quote quoted that guy and said that for everybody to see, but it was retweeted by itself as well. Now, I'm going to say this. The fact that they're doing anything deserves a at least a pat on the head. Right? Like, okay, good, good start. You know? Keep going. Yep. Don't, don't they, let the... They, don't let the momentum slow, you know. You're, keep the momentum going. Come on, come on, come on. Let it build up. Let it build up. They've earned their vanilla frostingless sugar cookie. They're now teether. let's see what happens. Yeah. You ever heard of a teething cookie? I mean, that's, I mean, this is kind of like potty training a child with these people, right? Yeah. They're going to sit there and pee their pants and crap in their pants constantly. And you'll go put them on the toilet and they'll be like, la, 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 la. And the minute you take them off the toilet, you know, they're back at it again. And then eventually they'll kind of, you know, stand up and not get their pants down and pee. You can tell I have a toddler that we're potty training. (laughs) This analogy is very relevant to me. No, uh, you're bringing back memories. Yeah, I was going to say. Me too, as a nanny. There you go. Um, you know, and, and we've gotten into the habit of if he keeps his pants dry, you know, all day, he gets to choose from a Hot Wheel car. And I kind of feel like, you know, that's a toddler system we may need to employ with the NHL. <laughs> you know, if you actually stand up and, you know, start taking, start 
start taking a little bit more decisive stand and supporting these sorts of things, you know, I've got some Hot Wheels for you guys. Gary, I know you like this particular <laughs> shark car. Come on. It's like they need to be told the performative steps instead of going for the vague, very lawyered up language that they always choose when issues beyond the ice surface arise and the league needs to do anything. Or, you know, not have a bunch of white men running the league and like actually have people who care about this stuff and have knowledge of this stuff. Do their thing. Do they I mean, to, uh, so uh, no, they don't know. ask anybody. They don't ask no, uh, everything I've seen. Kim Davis. Okay, that's her entire job. Are they ignoring her? From what I can tell, yes, because I haven't seen anything sure? from her specifically. I haven't seen anyone reference her. I haven't seen any of that. Doesn't mean you know we don't see all the sausage making right and, and i agree but the, the thing is is that when people are when the backlash is happening which i see a lot of on twitter there is none of that, that she's not mentioned in any of it it's like oh well you know she's got this covered or, or whatever you know she there's no reference to her job okay to which again i'm gonna do this i've just i'm i'm gonna play devil's advocate here it's just a bit of an ass <laughs> isn't that like standing up saying well i can't because you know hey look here's my black friend Right. A little bit? It is. But at the right. same time, it's also the, the um, we are talking to people. Which is know, what we I, are getting which, feedback. And, yeah. Which is why I think the articles that came out about the Hockey Diversity Alliance getting pushback from the league um, <clears throat> kind of kick the league into doing something on this on that opening night right because as as we saw from the exhibition games now granted you know they're regional broadcasts and they really weren't national and blah 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 whatever you want to say but you know just the how low can we set the bar on the floor and they still tripped over it you know type statements and crap that came out of them for that compared to what you saw yesterday Right, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they didn't even do any pregame ceremony or or anything during those exhibition games on the level that they did yesterday. And and I'm I'm not going to sit there and say congratulations, you've ended racism or you know you've done a great job because Jesus, not even close. But I think the I think the Hockey Diversity Alliance is finally going to be that stick. That might get them to start taking more action, you know, because and the reason I brought up Kim Davis is because I don't like and I think I've said it before, you know, it's like every time there's a problem with race in this game, they trot out one of P.K. Subban or Kim Davis or something. You know, it's like, oh, we can't be racist. Here's our token black friend. Here's our token black player, you know, and as and as we've continued to see, it's not their job to to deflect. Right. Right. It's just not their job to stand up and shield you from the BS that you've been putting out there for everyone. I've been saving that kind of little ranty rant up, and now I'm done because the guy is out front doing the, the leaf blower, so I'm going to be quiet. 
They haven't even played a game yet, so I can't make a joke. Um, no, it's... I expect one of the strongest voices for the next two months to continue to be Evander Kane, which is, uh, I'll be honest, much to my surprise, but I think my my personal thoughts and feelings about him are evolving just as, you know, I'm myself and opening my eyes to different things where he has pointed out that the NHL using February as it's month to celebrate hockey is for everyone, for example. And now them trying to wrap up all these issues beyond just tiptoeing around the black lives matter movement under this, we skate for hashtag. It's just, he's right on the market. It's, it, it's garbage. It's, the league trying to say, oh, we're doing all these great things, but they're not devoting any singular resources yet. All right. They allowed Matt Dumba to say what he said. Granted, I I would be interested to hear whose choice was it for him to wear the Hockey Diversity Alliance shirt that they just kind of released publicly earlier in the week, but he was out there. He was front and center. He made the statement of his own words. That was not a lawyered prepared speech. That was not a press release that someone from the communication staff helped him do. That was just from the heart. And that was great. But what are they going to do tomorrow? You know, so far two games were recording Right around 4 p.m. Eastern. It's about 4.30 now. Two and games have started in the day, and there's been nothing. And it's 4-3, to three, Arizona. The best um, produced, video, uh, visually produced game in the United States. Um, and if, but, you're, if you want to know why, I'll let you in on that secret. Okay, we'll get to that in a bit. But I haven't seen anything today. And, you know... Colorado plays later tonight. Minnesota plays later tonight. Are we going to have to hear more just from Matt Dumba, Greenway, Kadri, the guys who, you know, stood with their arms locked during an exhibition game? Are those the only voices we're going to hear for? And that's kind of where I'll leave it. The NHL, just to address something that you had mentioned, um, set out a tweet with a press release from their NHL public relations Twitter account on the 31st of July. And uh, in it, they were announcing the whole we skate for thing. Um, But they also say it's kind of a vague statement. But yeah, I know, right? we will, uh, blah, 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 play. As part of the NHL's new league-wide initiative, initiative, hashtag we skate for, the NHL and its 32 member clubs and players will support, celebrate, and honor community heroes, frontline and healthcare workers, and racial justice activists through various local and national programs and activities, including charitable donation drives, Social me- social media campaigns using the hashtag we skate for and pregame acknowledgements. 
So, in theory... Do you want some mayonnaise with your white bread? I know, right? <laughs> so, in theory, they're going to be committing resources towards existing programs and initiatives and activities. Of course, the NHL is not at all transparent, so we will probably never really know for sure if they do that or how much they do that or any of that. But but in black and white, they did say two days ago, three days ago, that, that they are going to, you know, do charitable donation drives, whatever that means. Uh, so, anyway. It's a corporate entity. I'm not... And I'm going to sit there and parse everything because, you know, just as much as the antagonistic race bastards out there, like intentionally flare up people, the militant do everything I demand of you people are just almost as bad. Mm hmm. I mean, the only saving grace is, thank God, they're at least fighting for something good, but God, getting sick of those people, too. Yeah. You have to have the extremes in order to know where the middle is, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you know, and it doesn't have to be the exact middle. I mean, I will lean right. towards this side of the conversation, but I would like you to go stand in a corner, you know, and let the big... Think about what you're saying. Well, and let the grown-ups <laughs> talk. Yeah. To a certain degree, because, and I hate saying this because it's old white man shit, but that ain't how the world works, kids. No. And it would just, I think, I, I agree. They're, I hate the two polarizing extremes because that just seems to be life in general these days. And I'm going to leave that at that. But it would yeah. be nice if something felt more organic and natural. Progressive. Just, like, yes. Like you're this making progress sense. towards something. Instead of being overly prepared, overly and cautiously prepared and put together, which defines the NHL to a T. So, I mean, the, the, this we league is... the word land. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah. I said, well, I mean, I didn't right. want to be, uh, you know, repetitive. I did say NHL. Mm. This league tries so hard... I mean, this is, they are literally a walking embodiment of please like my sport. They don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to ruffle any feathers. You know, they have got such an inferiority complex towards everything. And, you know, especially when you start talking about, oh, they didn't want to, you know, do this on this day because it runs up against the NF. Well, God, grow a pair, you know, grow something. Stop kowtowing to the NFL or Freaking Major League bot Baseball or the Take NBA. freaking pride in how awesome your sport is and flaunt it. Yes. Because we have just gone Instead of hiding it. 30 plus minutes and we haven't talked legitimately about what was kind of five and a half, six. I'm sorry. Four decent games yesterday on Saturday, August 1st. And there's some pretty promising stuff in, uh, on day two. Yeah, I mean, uh, for as much as I'm going to sit here and badmouth them for all the stuff that I would like to see them do to make this a better sport, this is not about me. It is about my love of this sport. And you know how it grows and gets better? When more people can play it. 
and more people fall in love with it. And the only way you're going to do that is to start opening it up to make everyone feel comfortable, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, God, that first game was a, was a hoot. Yeah, it, it wasn't particularly great hockey, but it was... That's it was a hoot. Fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun to watch. Yeah. That's why it was fun to watch. <laughs> Two thirteen left in the third. Nashville three. Arizona four. UC Saros standing standing at the hash marks, ready to come out. It was four to one. I will say. Hashtag it was four to one. <laughs> yep. Don't you trigger Leafs fans like that. <laughs> Not playing Boston yet. Yet. Speaking of whom, talk about vanilla-flavored vanilla with a side of bland. So at the same time, I believe it's uh, Philadelphia 2, Boston 2, and what looks like worse than a preseason game under normal circumstances. I, I See, I pegged it when I was watching a little bit earlier on the other screen. I pegged it more um, like a December regular season matchup, right? Everyone's yeah. kind of looking forward to the to the holiday break. No one, you know, everyone's got their plans to go to the Bahamas or wherever, and for Christmas, and nobody wants to get injured. And I mean, that's kind of what it looked more like to me. But I'll, you know, because it had just a little bit more oomph than a preseason game, but not as much as an early season or late season game. Yeah, there wasn't those fringe guys who were trying to make anything happen. So they stand out in the videotape, so they stick around an extra day. But there was just one moment where a, I think it was Konechny for Philly, he drew a penalty, and then it looked like there was a spark and there was some actual uh, competition going forth. But So, yes, um, as, as you and I were, as I was commiserating to you last night, Mr. Mr. Pat, Mm-hmm. How god awful the Oilers look defensively. Yeah, well, that was a surprise to absolutely no one. <laughs> uh, maybe it's my trauma bonding with certain teams mm-hmm. <laughs> and players. Um, it was a hint of a surprise that they looked that bad. I've seen them look bad. I mean, that was like 2010 level bad. Well, they. For their defense. They made the mistake by starting the wrong goalie. Who and there's that. When you lock a team down and you play tight defense, sort of like the last real playoff team Mike Smith ever played for, um, which was the 2011 Coyotes, which I had to talk to my kids about today. Who just won, <laughs> who just closed it out four to three. Live in-game update. Live, live in-podcast like, update. You made it sound like you had to like sit them down and, and talk about why someone <laughs> had two mommies. <laughs> oh, we've had that. We've had that conversation many a times. And like, that, oh, cool. I got to tell you, that's probably a hell of a lot easier conversation than than trying to describe the Arizona (laughs) Arizona Coyotes team. His exact question, because we were sitting down and watching the first period for a little bit before they, my oldest, he's eight, before he immediately, all right, I'm going to start playing a game on the tablet. Um, If it's a Canes game, he'll sit and he'll watch it. Or if it's like a real, if it were like the Stanley Cup final on an afternoon, he would watch, but. Um, 
he was like, so have the Coyotes ever won the cup? I was like, no, they, they, they played in a conference final once. And that's how that conversation went. And then he asked the same thing about the Predators. And I was like, yeah, they, they made the final that one time. And that was fun. And then they pulled a, oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, boring GM thing where you have a good team and then you keep your core together too long. Wait, which team was I talking about again? Um, the so Kings? <laughs> the Bruins? The Blackhawks? Yeah. Yes, Anaheim? Speaking of the Blackhawks, um, you know, as fun as they looked offensively, uh, I'm sorry, but... Uh, one of the 100 greatest players of NHL history, Jonathan Taves, looked pretty <laughs> brutal in his own right defensively. Oof. Yeah, but he's no Connor McDavid. At least he's got personality. Sorry, He adds a dash of paprika. Style, personality. He uses, he uses a little black pepper on his... Um, Tofu? No, I think he uses white pepper. I'm going to leave that joke right there. Oh, ouch. Um, hi, police. I would like to report a murder. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no. <laughs> I, I stopped that his tracks. That one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I think that was factually accurate, yes. It's uh, it's as factually accurate as the Pittsburgh Penguins announced uh, they were in a partnership with a local winery. And color me shocked that the first three varieties they were offering were whites. Hello. That's so pretentious. Um, yeah, I'm not, you know, that's not got, that's that's good for a joke. That's, you know, I don't think it has right, any right, intent. Right. Uh, but, yeah. but the pretension, but the, yeah, but, you know. Sidney Crosby is known as a loyal fan of Crown Royal, which mm. is a Canadian product that I don't even think he's ever really drank, but that's just what he said once. Well, the, the pretentious side of that whole thing that I think was funny, that one of them was a sparkling, you know, that they're, <laughs> off, that they're offering at a discount if they win the Stanley Cup. Because, you know, you celebrate with champagne, which is only champagne if it comes from the champagne region. <laughs> oh, I, I think I need to go watch Bottle Shock later tonight in between games. <laughs> oh, so, um, hey, Steve Sullivan became the first NHL uh, GM to ever pick up his first playoff game in his debut in August. In oh, August. Hang on. <laughs> It's a non-playoff playoff game, okay? Excuse me. First first NHL GM in NHL history to pick up his first postseason win in Thank his you. debut. So in you August. can yell. Um, write your tweet to at DownGoesBrown, because he's the one that popped that into my timeline, and I was reading from it, and I would have given him credit, but I, I had to one. be... I have already talked to him about his playoff stats. Because I call it the non-playoff playoffs. Yes, because... Yeah. Everything we do doesn't count towards the playoffs except for the stats. 
and they don't count to the playoffs. They count to the postseason, which everyone treats as the playoffs. So have fun in arbitration for any of you RFAs. Exactly. Well, no. You know why? Look at my postseason totals. That shows I show up when the games are on the line. Mm-hmm. Kaboom. But wasn't it funny how, was it Connor Sheary scored the first goal in return to play? And then yesterday it was Jacob Slavin scores the first goal in August. We're all about semantics. and (laughs) I love me some semantics. Oh, it's fun for arguments. When both parties are at least in on the joke, except for the league and, you know, joking and banter. (laughs) They no good at that, no. No. Or being rational, Except for, you know, when it comes to one of your players getting injured and you're emotional and you do say that. So will there be another forensic investigation after Mark Shifley was injured last night? Because, oh boy, that was ugly. God, that was nasty. (laughs) We've already got our first suspension of the uh, first suspended player in August. Yeah. That only took what was that? Game that was the second game of the of the of the postseason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, all the chips are just falling right back into place apparently. Well and yeah. <laughs> Everyone complaining about the playoff ice because it's always garbage in NHL buildings because the roofs are too damn high. But no one will say that. Every time you say something like that, all I just think is the guy that used to run for mayor in New York City on the rent is too damn high. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. you know, the roof is too damn high. I just expect you to be sitting there. You know. The roof is too damn high. It's humid. They're keeping the doors closed. But NHL ice still garbage most of the time. Like your municipal rinks in you know March or infinitely times better than a building that's largely has a bunch of, oh, I don't know, Oops. gaseous elements filling up most of the space. But enough about Gary Batman. Mm, did you hear the, the, so the teams had asked fans to submit crowd noise type things, right? And I had read, I don't remember now who, who posted it, but um, they kept all of the, or the, Bettman had all of the teams for the booing so that when he presents the Stanley Cup, there'll be a bunch of people booing. I've, I've heard that speculated. I've not heard it confirmed. I want it to be confirmed. Tune in again in early October. Will we get to early October? Well, you know what? So far, I'm going to give it to them. So far, so good. I mean, they They got it. Sorry, go ahead, Pat. I was going to say, they haven't let anyone leave the bubble that ends up going to a nightclub in Atlanta. Wings. Or wings. Or wings. Um, You know, of course, we will never, ever hear about 
numbers from the auxiliary staff that works in and around these bubbles. We'll only hear about players and coaches like from that 51 team list. I don't know about that. We'll see. I, I mean, I don't know. Looking at the the stuff that they sent out to the press, because Wyshynski posted like a partial. They have like primary, secondary, and tertiary, and quandary type buckets of people. And they are looking at, um, you know, interaction between any of those buckets, so to speak. And they are they are doing active contact tracing with those buckets. So I mean, it's almost it's almost like you know, if you have contact with somebody that's in bucket three and you're in bucket two, you can't have any contact with someone who's in bucket one. You can you can tell someone, you know, there's there has to be sort of a sanitation sanitization process for you to hand off something to someone to go to bucket one. I mean, it, they have a hell of a lot better chance of finishing than baseball does. <laughs> oh, I, I expect baseball to be shut down before we release this episode. Just because more players on more teams are being reported, you know, by the hour on the hour. It's like reporting on the weather. <laughs> so, and as Cassie is just outside of a current tornado watch region that's <laughs> and, and you're, get, you're getting higher report frequency about weather changes. And there's no pun intended here. Hurricanes on the way. Yeah. Oh, we get that in a couple days too. Yeah. Well, I, I pray it's only a tropical storm. It will be by the time. It, well, it'll probably be a tropical depression by the time it hits here. But yeah. No, oh. because it's probably taking meds. Hmm. No, I don't. I don't take it, meds for that. Exactly. No, but it I'm, might. It might. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not to make it about me or anything. Who are you again? It's okay. I'm it's not okay. sure these days, Cassie. I'm really not. You're 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 a white male, Pat. You can make everything about you. Mm. Eh. I can't do it. I just like to be. I'm just I'm just one guy, and it's all about the team, you know. <laughs> the love of the game and everything, right? <laughs> I've been practicing my cliches on the bus. Just like Tim Robbins said. Sorry, I may have just watched uh, Mr. Workrate's favorite romantic comedy, Bull Durham, recently. I, I think there's some sports in it. Yeah, it's referred to as a sports movie, but it's actually sports are kind of secondary. <laughs> it's it's a sports adjacent. Exactly. It's sports adjacent. But it's fun seeing a bunch of places where I used to travel on the regular because, oh, I drive by the street that this scene's from, or I know what house that's in, or I used to spend many hours in college in that bar. This oh. is this is what I do. This is why I watch 10 Things I Hate About You, actually. I was, I was going to say, so you do that, uh, so you do the same thing I do when I watch singles or say anything. Yeah, exactly. Which is which Because, like, the 10 Things I Hate About You, the house that the Stratford girls live in. We're literally four blocks away from my grandmother's house. So, um, <laughs> you know, things stuff. And speaking of blocks, um, oh god! <laughs> you with the segues today, man. Yeah, 
They're not good. Um, <laughs> how many statues are being erected of Carey Price right now? Because while his stat line was great, he didn't have a whole lot to do in that game last night. <laughs> Uh, oh, as we have a Bruins player going down along the boards. Live in-game update. Uh, 2 nothing two Philadelphia, 2.05 left in the second. I'm ahead of you. That's nice. I won't spoil <laughs> it for you. No, I am very much watching this on a streaming service. And, oh, uh, yeah, not it, the delay was palpable yesterday. Anyhow. Oh, it, where were we blocks? Yeah, Carey Price, magician, right? Well, oh, yeah, he, he just had to stand there, and somehow the puck just hit him in the chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, my worst nightmare is probably going to come true, isn't it? No. <laughs> All those people that were... Yeah, he's going to stand on his head. He's going to stand on his head. They're going to come to the fore. And then you look at statistically where the shots are coming from and danger chance percentage, and he's having an average game. And I'll even say this. Uh, Matt Murray wasn't completely terrible on the other end. No. Although right. he's not been great. Goal. Boston Bruins. Uh, Don't you dare do that to my baby bear Carter Hart. Well, oh, I mean, great. there's always an exception oh, on. on the time. Okay, thir- 13 seconds ahead, which was par this, for the course yesterday. This this is beautiful because, Cassie, sorry, but they, they kind of cut and showed a replay and they put it in sort of a Brady Bunch style square <laughs> showing showing flyer fan reactions and it was just a bunch of like, you know, dead stare faces <laughs> while the replay was playing in the middle, you know, where, where uh, Alice's box was. And That's, they just scored again. 2-2. Two, two. Oh, flyers just scored. Ah, see, so that, that Brady Bunch... You know, screen was the best thing I've seen on the main broadcast on either uh, NBC or NBCSN. Oh, that was all glorious, weekend. wasn't it? Oh, that was what? glorious. See, I see the I see the Zoom calls that people like put out there, and I sit there and think, is this Hollywood Squares? <laughs> Seriously, oh, Philip Myers, Philippe Myers, just freaking elbow, elbow crossbar. A lock on that shot, right off the what? right it, off the face off. It wasn't as as love. It was a heck of a shot, but it didn't look as nice as uh, Nick Suzuki's goal last night. Oh, like I said, that's how you kickstart a Suzuki, baby. Oh, wham! Oh, that was glorious. Oh, I hope I get to use that line in a season or two when his brother makes the big league. He oh. should. He should. And we were going to do an entire live game up, live in-game update episode, but you know, it is what it is. And five minutes of a period is pretty good. That ain't bad. We could we could do the tint we could do the tinted visor podcast, but I know a couple of friends of mine already have a podcast that's called Teal Tinted Glasses, so that would be a little bit. I don't want to step on toes because I'm like the NHL, right? 
Now, yeah. if you excuse me, I'm going to go get some white bread and mayonnaise for lunch. <laughs> Is Wonder Bread or Miracle Whip the official anything of the no, NHL? There's, there's, pizza? there's entirely too much zing and flavor in Miracle Whip, dude. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. No. I, I don't touch mayonnaise, despite being a hockey fan. I don't, I don't either. Surprise. And And Wonder Bread? Sure. It's soft. It's gooey. It's not good for you. It uses really overprocessed. It yeah. uses the three colors in its logo that any every NHL team uses on its jerseys. Um, Some see, it. I would be more like I would be thinking more like Cool Whip and Pie Crust. Yeah, but Pie Crust, you got a little bit of butter. I mean, even even the frozen pie crust you know there tends to be a little bit of butter flavor in there i mean this is we're 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 talking the blandest of the bland at least vanilla has some flavor this is just sort of like water crackers then is what you're saying a little bit yeah but water crackers have like crunch to them so that at least they're interesting yeah. Will not make a religious joke. Will not make a religious joke. <laughs> teething biscuits, right? Because it, hey, really it, it all comes full circle. The teething it really comes. does. It really does because they're because they're they're bland because kids, you know, whatever, and they just sort of fall apart in your mouth. Yeah. God, Cassie, pull a shoot on this thing before <laughs> I just completely <laughs> lose it. All right, all right. So we're talking about. Well, you guys are talking about watching games. (laughs) Um, So my question to you is this. With this particular playoff format, do you think that media coverage for both conferences will be more equal than in previous years? This has been the 3v3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees. 